she's gay because she has daddy issues. She's gay because she has mommy issues. She's gay because someone molested her at a young age. She's gay because she was raped. So many times we try to fit people into a box and say, well, this is why they got into that lifestyle. This is why they do what they do. Maybe sometimes that does play a factor. I'm not saying it doesn't, but it's not all inclusive. I don't know about anyone else, but I could only speak for myself when I say I always believed that I was born that way, that I was born gay. From a young age, I just remember having a proclivity to being attracted to women, attracted to other girls, wanting to play hide and go seek with other girls, wanting to play seven minutes in heaven with other girls. Just like young adolescents, they're inquisitive about the opposite sex and they begin to want to date the opposite sex. That was me, but... I wanted to do that with other women. Yeah, I had daddy issues. Yeah, my parents were, were divorced. But I didn't think that that played a huge factor when it came to my sexuality. My dad took me to church all the time when I was younger. I tried to fit this mold that did not seem to fit right. I tried to be straight. I tried to be like the other girls, but it never was comfortable for me. I would date guys off and on, and it was just disgusting to me. It was repulsive to me. But I did it with a smile on my face because hopefully God could change me. Deliver me, God. Change this stuff so I can be normal like other girls. But it never happened. I stayed stuck. So what happened was I began to cut, I began to hate myself, I began to fall into low self-esteem, I began to have suicidal thoughts, I began to just really just drink a whole lot, I began to smoke and do all of these things because I was trying to suppress those feelings that I had on the inside. I was trying to be anything but gay. But like many of us, after a while, it seemed to just take a toll on me. When I got to high school, I said, you know what? Forget it. I'm done with this. I'm done with this, God. I'm going to be me. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to stop living my life for a God that I cannot see and apparently a God that cannot deliver me. So I started to date girls and I was happy. I went to college. I joined a LGBT group where we just basically promoted uh, equality on campus, where we fought for our rights, where we spoke up about inequality, where we spoke up about the very things that was pressing on us because a lot of us went to church and a lot of us were rejected by the church. A lot of us dealt with the hate from other Christians. A lot of us dealt with the ugly looks. A lot of us felt that rejection. And all that was, was Christians who said that they followed a Christ, a Christ that I wanted to follow. But if that was the image of Christ, if, if they were showing me who Christ was by their actions, I didn't want it any longer. I said, I will no longer serve that God. But what happened was I continued to fall down that rabbit hole of depression and suicidal thoughts and actions, but I masked it. I masked it and I pushed it down like I did every other feeling. 
that I didn't know what to do with. On the outside, I was having a lot of fun. I was partying. I dated girl after girl after girl. And by the end of college, that number easily hit 21. No woman could fill the void on the inside of me. No alcohol bottle could make me no longer think about my problems or issues. It was temporary fixes that felt really good. Felt really good. But none of it, none of those things filled those voids that were on the inside of me, those holes. What do I do? What do I do? And so at the end of college, I said, okay, I'm going to try seeking out this God again. I'm going to try Jesus Christ because honestly, every now and then I'd feel that tug. Although I said, God, leave me alone. Stop convicting me. Because all that's doing is making me just want to kill myself. Leave me alone. But after college, I started to feel a little bit of that tug again. I said, okay. So I found a church that accepted the LGBTQ. I found a church that said, it is okay to be gay and Christian. Here's the scriptures. Follow us. And it sounded good. It looked pretty good. Although somewhere on the inside of me, it didn't fit all the way right. Something wasn't gelling with it. But you know what? Again, again, I couldn't change me. So I just said, yeah, let's go with this. I don't know everything about the Bible and these people studied it. So you know what? They probably know way more than I do. So yeah, let's go. So I did the whole gay theology, going to church. It felt uncomfortable still. And then I just said, you know what? I'm going to go to this other church. I went to this other church and they preached the gospel of Jesus Christ as it is. No augmentation, no changing it, just straight up truth in love. It was there that I rededicated my life to Christ. I said yes to him. I got baptized again. And man, I really felt like that new creature that everyone was talking about. But at the same time, a couple months later, I said, God, do me a favor. I think I'm doing a lot better, so I think I'm ready for a relationship. Because I still had that gay theology in my mind, this was my prayer. God, give me a God fearing woman someone who I can go to church with and we can grow someone who's not nuts or crazy like some of these other girls I've dated but sometimes it was me (laughs) and so a couple months later that's exactly what I got I got an amazing amazing girlfriend we went to church together She helped me to get myself together. I had everything that I wanted. I had a good job. I had a nice car. I had the house. I paid the bills. I had exactly what I wanted for the rest of my life. And then one day, a year later, I started to feel this tug on the inside of me. Something something wasn't right. And I knew that God was speaking to me. I knew that God was tugging me on the inside. It was just, it was just a gentle tug. Come to find out that it was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that speaks to us on the inside, that, that calls us, that, that tugs us, calls us to Christ. 
And so I asked God, I said, God, I don't know what you're doing. But if you're trying to tell me not to be with this woman, I'm not down for that. I have everything that I want. I'm good. And you know what? Matter of fact, I'm going to marry this girl. This is it. And so I walked away from that tug. A couple months later, that tug just seemed to increase and increase. And it got stronger and stronger on the inside of me till I couldn't take it. I had to acknowledge him. I said, God, if you were telling me that it is not okay to live this lifestyle. If you're telling me that it is not okay to be gay, fine, I'm ready to listen. Why? Because you gave me everything that I thought I needed, but now I see that you weren't the one that gave it to me, but you allowed me to have it just to show me that it is not what I need, that it will not fill me, that it is not gonna make me whole. But because I'm so stubborn, you allowed for me to have that which I thought I needed. But I see now, I see now that it's not gonna complete me. I see now that it's not gonna fill these voids. I see now that it is you, more of you that I need in my life. I see that it's you that needs to clean me up and change the way I think and change the way I do life, change the way I act. I'm ready to listen. But God, you need to do three things first. One, you need to have her bring it up. Have her bring up this conversation about uh, Christianity and homosexuality because honestly, we've never had that conversation before. We went to church together, but we've never had that conversation. And if she brings it up, I will tell her what you're telling me. But then you got to let this conversation be a good conversation. I don't want to fight. I don't want drama. I don't want it to be just so difficult, God. So let it be a good conversation because you know how arguments get between the two of us. And third, let me have peace with it because you know how I am when I break up with people and people break up with me. It's me, a pack of Newports, a bottle of Jack Daniels or whatever, listening to some sappy music, crying, looking pitiful. I don't want that. So I thought that I was asking too much from God because I remember him not coming through for me growing up. I remember him not delivering me from homosexuality growing up. So I thought that I made this pretty difficult because I figured if he's such a big God, then he can do those three things because I really didn't want to give this up. I really didn't want to give her up. I really didn't want to give up the entire world as I knew it. This was who I was. This was my life. But then the next day, all three things happened. It blew my mind away. God showed up. And so now looking back, I asked myself, well, why didn't God change me back then? Because he's done it now. He's doing it. It's a process. But I've come to realize that back then, back in middle school, back in high school, back in college, 
I wasn't ready to lay down my life for him. I wasn't ready to lay down life as I knew it and to pick up my cross and follow Jesus as the scriptures say. I wanted him to change one thing, but I wanted to still drink and party and not go to church and not read my Bible. I still wanted to have my cake and eat it too. But now I've come to realize God can deliver. God can deliver from homosexuality. Oh, he can. But he also wants your life. Because it's not about that one thing that he wants to change. It's not. He wants to change everything about you that ails you. He wants to take your heart that is muddy and cold and hard. And he wants to make it white again. He wants to take that crimson blood and make it right again. He wants to renew your mind. He wants to develop your character in every aspect. God wants to totally make you look like his son, free, whole, complete, in him, lacking nothing, full of joy, full of peace, full of self-control. He wants you to have wisdom and understanding, not of this world that will diminish, but the knowledge of Christ Jesus. And so when we're seeking out for God, like I did, when we're seeking out for God, we have to do it with our entire heart, with our entire being. And people are thinking right now, are you happy, Jessica? Did God totally change you? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And I never thought that I could be happy. I never thought that I could go from thinking that I was born this way to actually realizing that I was not born that way. Thinking that I could only love another woman to being attracted and desiring to be with a man to wanting a husband and a family. It's genuine and it's true. I'm not faking it. I'm not faking it. But there's so many people out there that say that we don't exist. That all we're going to do is go back into the lifestyle. Some of us do. But a great deal of us don't. Why? Because we've given God every part of our life. That process is not always easy at all. It reminds me kind of a boot camp. <laughs> if you think about boot camp, you sign up for it. You're like, yes, I'm down. I'm ready to go. Day one, you're just like, I am ready to quit. This is a lot harder than I thought it would be. Can't we just do this uh, another way to get to the end goal or going to the gym? I want muscles. I want my body to look like this. Do I have to exercise so much? It hurts. It's difficult. And you know what? I exercise for two weeks and I don't see any results. I exercise for a month and I don't really see any results. But if you are diligent and you continue to press forward, keep doing what you're supposed to be doing, you will see the results in the long run. Develop a relationship with Christ Jesus. Make him number one. 
Find a church home that is willing to love you exactly where you are. You're gay. God loves you right there. But he loves you too much to let you stay that way. He wants to change you. He wants to free you. He wants you happy, whole, and complete in him. Read your Bible. Don't let others tell you what the Bible says and they interpret it. You don't know if they're twisting it. Read it for yourself. Read it for yourself. I love you guys. I'll see you guys again at the next podcast. Have a blessed day. And if you are someone that is here and saying that, you know what? I don't even know if if I'm right with God. I don't even know what I need to do to take that first step. I'm going to pray a prayer. And I want you guys to pray it out loud with me. And when you say this prayer, this prayer of salvation, it's saying, God, I am giving you my life. I'm, I'm done. I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know if I'm going to be happy. I don't know what's going to happen. Actually, I'm quite scared. I'm quite nervous. But I feel this tug of you calling me. And I don't want to run away from it anymore. I don't. What's going to happen is, The Holy Spirit's going to come and live on the inside of you, just the way the scriptures say. And the Holy Spirit is the one that will grow you and bring you into the knowledge of Christ Jesus. It's a process. Don't beat yourself up. Change isn't going to happen overnight. Relax. But you will be in such a better place when you give your life to Christ. Heaven will be your eternal home. And you will be saved. Father God, I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you that he died on the cross for my sins. I thank you that on the third day, he rose from the grave. I thank you for saving me. I thank you for calling me your son or daughter. I thank you for loving me. I give you my life.